Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to another Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News podcast, episode 50-whatever. Um, what have I been up to since the last one? Well, it's that time of year when I spend a lot of my time doing voiceovers as Santa. I have a home studio and there is no way these walls are properly soundproof. So basically, around this time of year, my neighbours must hear me sitting around all day going, Ho, 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 hello. Do you want to see what's in my sack? No wonder I've not been invited to the neighbourhood watch. You've got to be careful if ever you pay for a voiceover. Be careful of typos in your script. Because if it's in the body of the text, I tend to correct it. But I had one sent through to me, an advert that said, To be read in the voice of Satan. Kind of makes it a bit different. Hello, children. Have you been a good boy or girl? Then see me in the centre of town this weekend. Can't help thinking that town centre was dead on Saturday. Still, easier parking. Anyway, in this edition, uh, more sex please we're British, bringing Monty Python up to date, and what's in a middle name? Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast. The main news. This week in the news, we were faced with a very important question. Better together or go it alone? I don't mean the Scottish independence issue. Uh, the UK sex survey result came out. Is it better together or should we do it on our own? In the old days, it was better together, but thanks to the internet. This was a massive survey to try and find out what we actually get up to in the bedroom or the living room, or the woods just off the M25's Junction 10. That's Ockham. Now, I don't want it to look like I'm an expert in dogging, but I have heard that the woods in Ockham, Surrey, is a place where it happens. It's rather fitting, I think, because you look round the woods in Ockham and think, well, someone needs a razor. That's right, a joke about Ockham's razor in the middle of a sex news story, just when you thought I was working the lowbrow. I think I took part in this survey. Well, A while back, someone stopped me in the street and started asking all sorts of questions about my sex life. And I think he was filling in a form that must have been like down his trousers because you could see his hand going frantically. So, yeah, I think I did. I read about this survey in The Telegraph, which had the headline, We're having less sex than ever. Hmm. If you read The Telegraph, I doubt you can remember how much sex you used to have. It was that long ago. What, what? Sex? (laughs) I remember it well, of course. It was my favourite part of a private education. The National Survey of Sexual Attitudes and Lifestyle questioned 15,000 people aged between 16 and 74. Ooh, that means someone had to ask a 16-year-old about having sex. I'm amazed the Daily Mail didn't cover that. And that also means someone had to question a 74-year-old about it as well. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. I would just be way too embarrassed. I could never be an interviewer doing this survey. Ah, hello, madam. Um, I'm calling from the National Survey of (coughs) Sexual Attitudes and Lifestyles. I wonder if you have a few minutes to answer some questions. Yeah. You do? Okay. Um, Question one. How many times a week do you, um, you know, just do, do the deed? Oh, you know, do do the naughty, the um, the horizontal jogging. How how many times do you you know up the old doing the the thing? The when was the last time you enjoyed a special hug? You know, the the todger disappearing act. What? Now you see it. Now you don't. Now you see it. You know, the, when was the last time you did the old how's your father, Bob's your uncle? But you know, the snake charming, the old IKEA assembly. Part A goes in part B. You went. When did you last get your pipe swept? When did you do, you know, the, um... 
Look, I'm sorry, I just... I can't bring myself to say the word. Oh, well, f*** you. The results have thrown up some interesting issues. Overall, the number of times that people have sex has dropped down to less than once a week compared with five times a month in 1991. But in 1991, I didn't have this bad back, so what do you expect? It's such pressure. The experts were saying that one of the reasons that people are having less sex in relationships is because of tablets. What? You want to try the blue ones, mate? That'll sort you out. Um, but it's iPhones and iPads that are apparently distracting us from having sex. But this is not an either-or. You know, women, you frequently boast of your ability to multitask. So why can't you use the iPhone while we have sex? And you say men can't multitask, but I watch X Factor and live tweet about it at the same time. I'm sure I could have sex and live tweet about it too. Either way, I'm going to be thinking about Nicole Scherzinger. It's time to face the pillow. Heck, having sex for me is a lot like using an iPhone anyway. I always seem to end up on Angry Birds. But it's not all bad news. We have been doing better in some ways sexually. To find out more, I'm joined by an expert in sexual behaviours. Hello. Ah, hello, Steve. So, the number of average sexual partners has increased. Well, the average number of sexual partners has increased. Well, what, what did I say? Uh, you said the number of average sexual partners. Well, mm, that, that too. The average number of sexual partners for men has gone up from 8.6 to 11.7. Point 0.7? Or is that when the dog comes in and puts you off? N no, Steve. Uh, meanwhile, the number of partners for women has gone up from 3.7 to 7.7, which is a much larger proportional increase. Well, hang on. Credit where it's due here. I mean, that's an easier increase. For women to go from 3.7 to 7.7, they just need to say yes four times more. For men to go from 8.6 to 11.7, that took a lot of begging. That increase took way more effort, and most of that was Russell Brand, so come on. But the point is, Steve, uh, with the increase for women shows that a more equal attitude to sexual behaviour has been achieved. And no longer are women ashamed of their sexual past. Well, of course they're not. That's obvious. W why is it obvious? Katie Price has written four books about hers. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. Just a quick mention for some real comedy. While I like making jokes here, I know my place in the whole big world of comedy. Uh, so it's time for me to say, as a comedy fan, that I'm very happy to hear that Monty Python are making a comeback. Love it. I remember watching their stuff repeated on BBC Two when I was a kid. I did not understand a word of it, but I found it funny. Like when you walk into a tourist in London. I was listening to a radio show recently talking about it, about the comeback, and one BBC radio show had the great idea of taking the parrot sketch to a school in North London to see if the kids liked it. Because these days, absolutely everything has to be liked by kids, or it doesn't count. Thanks, BBC. So they played the sketch and asked them what they thought about it. My favourite one was this. I didn't find that clip funny at all because it doesn't take a situation that's happening today and it doesn't ridicule it. He doesn't like it because it's not to do with things that would happen these days. What do kids think happened in the past? Because, like, in the old days, people would buy their parrots in a shop every day. These days, you do one main weekly parrot shop in the big Tesco's, yeah? Or you do that online. He's right. These days, you would buy your parrot online, which means the parrot sketch would be nothing more than an eBay feedback form. V poor service. I ordered the Norwegian blue parrot in good faith. But when it arrived, 
it was dead, bleeding demised. I emailed the vendor and was told that it was resting. After several attempts to wake it with a nice piece of cuttlefish, I could only conclude that the parrot was no more. It had joined the choir, ch choir invisible. It is an ex-parrot. I would not recommend buying from user lumberjackman21. Send. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. Unemployment is a problem. Energy prices are killing us. Wages have gone up less than Russell Brand. See the earlier item for more. And the UK is heading into a killer freeze. Isn't there any good news out there? Well, according to the Daily Mail, middle names are booming. 80% of children now given one. Excellent. Typical Daily Mail, by the way, doesn't spare a thought for the other 20% of families who can't afford one. 55% of middle names are chosen to remember dead family members, apparently, which is why my middle name is Great Grandad. No, I actually, I don't have a middle name. The N in the middle of the stage name Steve N. Allen is just the spare N that I had left over from Stephen that I didn't use. It's eco-friendly. The survey says that most common middle names are James for boys and Rose for girls, and that fathers are twice as likely to get a say in the choice of the middle name. So, the mum has final dibs on the first name and placates the dad by letting him pick the middle name. That can't be true, or the most common middle name for boys would be Danger. The use of middle names has more than doubled in a century, and with an increase in double-barrelled surnames, pretty soon all forms will have to be on A3 paper. Fact. I remember at school that not having a middle name was actually an advantage. It means you couldn't be embarrassed. Like Everyone else was embarrassed by their middle names. So I thought I'd ask on Twitter if you have a middle name that you're embarrassed about. Here's what I got. At Karina Roots, I'm embarrassed that I don't have a middle name. Karina Roots is so bland. When people ask, I just make one up. I normally pick Kim because it's easy to remember. So you're worried that Karina Roots sounds bland and to totally unbland it, you use Kim. Fair enough. At Hazel L. Cottrell, mine's Lorraine, and I love it. When I was a kid, I wanted that to be my first name. It's a good it's a good middle name. It suits you better than it would me. At Claire Turton, my middle name is not specifically embarrassing, but because of a certain princess, people assume I'm named after her. Is it Fiona from Shrek? At Rico Lakota23 says, Lakota is my middle name. And yes, I guess it's cool. My family's into motocross and Lakota is a type of four-wheeler. So that's kind of the main reason it was given to me. Are you named after a bike? At I am Rob Kemp. I have two, Henry and George. There's a man who's named after some pubs. At Peter S. Lucas, the S is for Squire. It was the first name of my dad and granddad, etc. going back years. I like it. My son took it by deed poll. Wow. At Ms. underscore Vina. Never mind middle name. I'm embarrassed by my name in general. Melvina. What's wrong with Melvina? It's a, Melvina is a beautiful name for a cough syrup or something. At Thrashed Road Fur, I find middle names quite useless. I don't use mine. You've got to be careful. If you don't use it, you'll lose it and then you'll be like me. And finally, at Hisery said her middle name is Margaret. She says it was okay until 1979. Mm, go downhill, did it? The sumnews.co.uk podcast. Your letters. Just time for another one of your letters. This one came through on Twitter. Signor Neek. 
which is at Nick Kemptown, said, uh, what's your favourite insult? And was it one that you gave, received or overheard? Um, of recently, in terms of like heckle put downs, there was a woman at a gig. It's getting all Christmassy these days and Christmas audiences are a nightmare. And there's a woman who would not shut up. And so I, I said, OK, if you clearly want all the attention, here's, you know, 30 seconds. Go on, say whatever you want. And she just went, oh, I don't know what to say. So I went, beep, stop my watch. I said, well done. You've managed three seconds. Now shut up. And she said, well, most men can only last three seconds. So I just pointed out, I remember we were all drinking. I pointed out that maybe that's not true. And maybe she's the kind of woman for whom men would fake an orgasm so they could get out of the room. And I know it's not nice, but it was in the moment. I followed it up by saying, if you're ever on a date... And as you leave, the bloke picks up a sachet of mayonnaise. That date has not gone well. So I'm not saying I'm classy when I'm on stage. In terms of ones I overheard, though, my favourite one recently, it was on a bus going to a gig in London, and I overheard this bloke on his phone making plans for the evening. And he said, um, yeah, yep, 8.30, yep, 8.30. 8.30 is like your mum. It's very doable. Laters. Beep. The somenews.co.uk podcast. Well, that's it for another episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe on iTunes or we're on the Stitcher app. Pass the link on to a friend is the nicest thing you could do. Send someone in the direction of this, see if they might enjoy it. Uh, you can have a look on somenews.co.uk. There's an agonised podcast, podcasts of the radio shows I do, and loads of video clips of some recent stand-up. And tweet me on the Twitter, at Mr. Stephen Allen. Till next time, bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.